Rough Greens is our sponsor. You want the best life for your dog. At least I do. And I, I think everybody who's in this audience, you know, you have an animal, a cat or a dog. You love them. They're part of the family. When you have a dog, you treat them like they're part of the family and they do become one. So what are you doing to make sure your dog has the optimum health? If you're feeding your dog dry kibble food, it's dead food. It's all been sterilized so it can sit on the shelf. Legally, it has to be able to sit on the shelf for two years uh, without decaying. So it's dead. Rough Greens is not a food. It is a supplement that you put on top of that food. And it's filled with vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and antioxidants. The things that your dog needs to be healthier. The things we need to be healthier. And they love it. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out just to make sure that they love it as much as Uno does. All you pay for is the shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Free bag, roughgreens, R-U-F-F greens dot com slash Beck or 833-GLEN33. program hello america it is tuesday today today i'm going to start with what's happening in our schools and who's standing up against it it is crazy tomorrow on our wednesday night special i'm going to expose the the sex agenda it is grooming that is going on it fits the definition perfectly and it is well thought out well-coordinated, well-hidden, and very well-financed. That'll be on tomorrow's program. But what's happening in our schools? It's insanity. We begin in 60 seconds. Pat wrote in about her experience with Rough Green. She said, I was in a severe car accident about a year and a half ago, and I, I have horrible back pain and shoulder pain ever since. I started taking Relief Factor recently, and it's almost like I have a new body. Thank you, Relief Factor. Uh, Patricia, thank you for trying it. If you're living with pain, may I recommend that you give Relief Factor a try, just like Patricia did? You might be able to get your life back. 70% of the people who try it for the three-week trial pack, they go on to order more. And I'm telling you, if it stop taking it after three weeks, if you don't see any results, probably not going to work for you but 70 percent of the people go on to order more month after month go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF that's 800 the number four relief relieffactor.com relieffactor.com feel the difference so in uh, brisbane we have this amazing story students at an elite private school are walking on all fours 
and cutting holes into their uniforms for tails as they identify as cats or foxes. A handful of students believe now that they are animals and have been asked to be called furries by their peers at the girls' grammar school. Girls have been caught preening themselves, licking on the backs of their hands, and walking around with their arms hanging towards the ground as if they are on all fours. When a girl went to sit at a spare desk, another girl screamed at her and said she was sitting on her tail. There was a slit in this child's uniform where the tail apparently is, a concerned parent said. Girls who identify as felines are walking around every day in the school. The bizarre trend has sparked concern among parents who have been left speechless by the woke behaviors. A psychologist, Judith Locke, said she wasn't surprised by the emergence of the new trend. She claims it was only a matter of time before people began to identify as animals. But there's a real challenge around the acceptance of people's decisions and how they see themselves these days. It's a fraught area. No, actually, it's really not, Judith. You're not an animal. She said that uh, it could also be used by students who were delaying age-appropriate developments. Another adolescent uh, psychologist there in Brisbane, Michael Carr Gregg, said he's only come across one client who has identified as an animal in his 25 years of practice. The client was a young boy who identified himself as a dog. Dr. Carr Gregg said once the stressors in his life were removed, the boy uh, resorted back to being a human being. What a shock. (sighs) We have got to stand up, and it is really, really difficult to do it. A former Virginia high school PTA president, uh, he is a the former president of the Parent Teachers Association at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. He's the current vice president for the Fairfax County Association for the Gifted. Uh, and uh, he's one of the guys that was criminally charged for expressing his opinion that people that are doing these things are groomers. Harry Jackson joins us now. Hello, Harry. How are you? Doing well, thank you. So can you tell us the story on what happened? Sure. There's a little bit of a backstory. So you mentioned a few associations that I'm involved with. But when I joined this fight, this fight against the groomer movement, this fight against, against the CRT that's been infecting our school and poisoning our children's minds, I joined two organizations that made me a target. Uh, the first one is I'm a parent advocate for parents defending education. That was the primary motivation for these for this, these politically motivated hits where I was charged with criminal libel and slander, which was dismissed with prejudice. I also host as part of my efforts to fight back. I'm also with the coalition for TJ that fought that's fighting against the racist admissions policies that in, that impacted the number one high school in America for the last two years. And I've been exposing it on a, on a show I have on USA now TV called Education Matters. So a little bit of a backstory. Um, during this fight back in 2012, minding my own business, I saw the CRT come, come and creep its way into our school system, particularly with admissions changes to Thomas Jefferson. On the other side, Jorge Tirico, he's within the Democratic establishment. He was pro-CRT and anti-racist training. Now, I'm relating CRT to the groomer move because the two are interrelated. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Black Lives Matter 
they don't have it on their website now, but if you use the Wayback Machine, you'll find it. That also with attaches, they also attach other movements to the black yes. struggle. And right. part of this was, yes, and a lot of this was the LGBTQ affirmation, not acceptance, but affirmation. That's important. And most of us in society, we're very familiar with when we get to the letter T with transgender pronouns, transgender athletes competing in sports. We don't talk about Q, the queer, and what also is, which is involved in that, in that aspect. Now, there's a book that I was also protested against when I was president of PTSA called Gender Queer. Um, and if you look at page 135 in that book, there's a book there is flat out has par- pederasty in that book on page 25, sex between man and a boy. And that was made its way into our schools for children as young as 11 years old within Lake Braddock secondary school, Lake Robinson secondary school. I protested against it. Other opponents such as Mr. Tirico were for it, but that's not the go now we go just to give you a framework of what had happened now during the PTA meeting uh, back in November of 2020. Um, I was on the PTSA diversity committee at this point in time. Um, Jorge Tarico was in the meeting and I've been through training to identify grooming. I've, I'm a scout master. I'm an Eagle scout. I've been through that training. I've been through Veritas training for the Catholic church to identify and recognize the signs of, of grooming. And during this meeting, myself and other parents had witnessed inappropriate contact with a minor. And those parents, a group of parents, not myself at this point in time, had contacted not the, the PTSA president and the principal of the school, Ann Bontotibus, who responded back, recognizing that, yes, there was an issue and that she would be addressing it. Now, I thought that would be the end of this. Perhaps this person wasn't aware of what their conduct was. Um, this was when CRT was all about race before it moved over to, to the gender issues. Moving forward to a year later into September, I'm now president of the PTSA. I'm getting through third party channels that Mr. Tirico wants to work with me in outreach to, uh, uh, for, for outreach. He brings up this issue during a Twitter war where I mentioned to him, I say to him, I do not want reapproach me to work with me to outreach to minorities to get into Thomas Jefferson. And I said, I don't want to work with you. I said, I, I saw what you did last night. You exhibited signs of grooming. Yeah, let I me read that. the tweet exactly. After seeing you in action yeah. last night, I am not comfortable with you working, uh, working with you and engaging children. It was very disturbing seeing you exhibit grooming behavior. I do work with children and I get background checks. I suggest you do the same because last night was creepy. Yes, last night it was, it was creepy. And this person, Jorge, what he ended up doing was going through the Virginia statute and he looked up under a chastity code um, about the, a statute that was amended in 2020 to protect the virtue and chastity of a woman, where they changed the word woman to person. And then he filed not one, not two, but three, but four criminal complaints that were signed off by a magistrate to prosecute me for a class 3A misdemeanor for libel and slander. Now, to my surprise, during this whole ordeal, the parents within the community, the ones that were there that saw it, they all raised money and hired an attorney for me. And then uh, I was very fortunate to be represented by uh, rightdefense.org and Marina Medvin that took on the case. When it became apparent that the, the, the prosecutor's office, Steve Descano, a Soros-backed attorney, yeah. intended to prosecute. Me as a parent dealing with a child safety concern where the same DA is not even prosecuting child rapists. There's a couple of cases within our I county know. where he has not, he has not prosecuted child rapists, but he'll prosecute a parent 
that calls out grooming, which is what you're supposed to do because he, grooming is highly effective. He is a uh, he's a Soros backed guy. So so tell us. I'm sorry to cut you short, but yeah. tell tell us what happened. You you the judge ruled in your favor, did he not? Yes, the judge ruled in my favor. At first, uh, the the prosecutor's office wanted to know pros that they would give them the option to keep these these charges over my head. Then they wanted to try to dismiss without prejudice so they could possibly bring this up again. And uh, we fought that and we had it dismissed with prejudice since there was no evidence to support any of their claims. So what did you what advice do you give parents? Well, the advice I have for parents is that. You know, you're if you're if you're anti CRT one, you're not racist. And I'm, and yeah, I'm on the radio, but I'm black. I was the first black president of the per- Thomas Jefferson PTSA, mm-hmm. and I was anti CRT. You're if you're if you're feeling hurt being called a racist, it does, you're not a racist. It means you're a good person if you feel if you feel offended by that. The other thing is that you need to parents need to pay attention to these other issues that they're that they are attaching to it. The LGBTQ affirmation. Most of us agree that everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect, and we don't want to cause harm to other people maliciously. But when you look at this Q aspect, which is the, yeah, queer like the theory. catch-all umbrella, the queer theory, you, there is a movement. They're, they are trying to make intellectual arguments to deal away with pedophile stigma, uh, the stigmatization yep. of pedophilia. And that is a big concern. They're calling themselves minor, minor attracted persons. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and, they're, and they consider them a part of the queer community. And, when you, and you really have to look at these books that they're pushing into libraries. And it is, and it is gender queer. Page 135, it's paired, it's, it's, it, ha, it depicts a young boy being fondled by an adult male and enjoying it. And that is very disturbing. And they're pushing that to children as young as 11 in our schools. So we've been talking to Dr. Harry Jackson about what is happening just in Virginia. Um, but you would oh, think it's, it's just in Virginia, but it's not. I can guarantee you it's in, a, in Texas and Alaska and Utah and everywhere else. Um, Harry, thank you so much and uh, keep up the fight. I hope to talk to you again. Absolutely. Thank you. You bet. American Um, Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now, somebody that is doing something about it legally in another state. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. Stubbornly high inflation is challenging the economy like nobody's business. The Biden administration continues to steer the ship in the precise wrong direction. Last month, consumer prices were up by 8.5%. That's the highest they've been in 40 years. And that's a lie. Actual inflation rate is 17.1. Please take a hard look at your finances now, your budget, your mortgage. Let American Financing look at them with you. Um, they know what they're doing. They're, they're a leading lender during difficult times. They continue to help homeowners just like you save a ton of money every month, as much as $1,000. And they can do that without having to restart your loan term. They don't want you spending money on years that you don't need. So they offer custom loans that are 10 years and above. Whatever makes sense for your budget, call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. A Texas high school teacher has been fired and faces up to a year in jail for allegedly screening porn on a projector during class. 
He said uh, he accidentally uh, uh, was viewing porn and it accidentally went onto the projector. Uh, he was fired. Uh, he could face up a, to a year in jail and a fine of $4,000. All appropriate legal action will be taken to the fullest extent of the law, said the school district. The scandal, this is my favorite part, uh, divided parents with one mom saying it's very inappropriate, very unprofessional, but another saying she was saddened at losing him as an educator. He was an excellent teacher and our kids loved him. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Uh, also, anti-racist author Ibram Kendi. Uh, Kendi, who is a contributing writer for The Atlantic, the Andrew W. Mellon professor in the humanities and director of the Boston University Center for Anti-Racist Research, went off talking about how the GOP is only grooming white supremacists. Also, the University of New Hampshire professor, he has come out and said... You know, when you're trying to prevent sex crimes against children, it's important to recognize that children themselves sometimes initiate sexual activity with adults. So it might be the kid's fault. I mean, after all, the kids want it. Um, Mike Moon is with us. He is a Missouri state senator, and he has introduced the SAFE Act, Save Adolescents from Experimentation in Missouri, Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm well. I hope you are, too, Mr. Beck. <laughs> well, uh, if our country wasn't on fire, I would be better. But other than that, uh, Mrs. Lincoln, the play was fine. Um, so, Senator, tell me what you're doing in Missouri. Well, the, the SAFE Act stands for Save Adolescents from Experimentation. And this is based on a bill that was actually passed in Arkansas last year. And it will prohibit a healthcare provider from providing any gender transition procedures on a minor. And where is it uh, in the process? Four, yeah, it's number 14 on the formal calendar. And what that means is it's going to have a hard time getting passed unless we apply pressure to the majority floor leader of the Senate. Uh, and uh, so Missourians, if you're out there listening, please contact your senators and ask them to push the SAFE Act. We need to pass this this year to protect minor children from uh, experimentation. It's abusive, and okay. we need to get this done. So you're talking about the use of gender reassignment drugs and therapies and surgeries? Yeah, okay. that's right. And, and they're not FDA-approved, correct? Correct. Yes, yeah, so they have long-lasting, irreversible consequences. And we've had folks who have actually gone through these procedures and they understand that it's abusive. And so they're actually uh, uh, coming to us, asking us and urging us to get this passed. So um, what is the reaction from the average person there in the Capitol <laughs> and then the average person on the street? Well, I guess what, what is uh, the definition of average? <laughs> there yeah. are folks who are adamantly opposed to what we're doing. They think it's taking away their rights. And what is sad is that we've had kids, um, 11, 12, 10 years old coming in, actually being allowed to testify, provide witness testimony during the hearing. And um, they're saying, don't take away my rights. But surveys and uh, studies have shown that if we allow kids just to be kids, let them grow up normally, 
when they reach puberty, most of them, I think 90 plus percent, uh, realize that, hey, I'm okay with who I am. Right. And they don't want to do this after all. Um, but then let's just say it, it is 10% that do go through with it. The argument on the other side is, yeah, but then they don't have the opportunity to to change who they believe they are uh, because once you get out of puberty, things are pretty locked in. Well, there have been people who have done it anyway. And um, I, I'd say let them grow up, let them do the things, as I mentioned, that kids normally experience during childhood. And then when they're 18 and they want to continue doing this, they can have whatever body parts severed and they can do whatever they want to do. I mean, it's just bizarre that we think that we can change our, our sexual nature and uh, it can't be done. And we, I think we're kidding ourselves. It's a mental illness. Exactly. This is what it is. Dr. Paul McHugh from Johns Hopkins University has deemed it an illness. He was once the darling of the left. Now he's considered the devil uh, just because he doesn't go along with what they think uh, is right. So this is Bill 843. To get it, it's already left committee, but to get it to be debated and voted on, what do you need people to do? Well, they need to contact their Missouri senators and ask them to put pressure on the majority floor leader to bring this up. Um, unfortunately in Missouri on the formal calendar in which it is, it's number 14. We take things in order, but the bills that are before it could be laid over. And so encourage, uh, handlers of the bills that are one through 13 to lay their bill over so we can get this up as quickly as possible. Uh, is the, uh, is this a Republican or a democratic Senate? Uh, we are majority Republican. Oh, well, we we yeah, say we are. Yeah, <laughs> not really. It's amazing. Uh, we, it is. Yeah. It's remarkable how bad these Republicans are becoming. Some of them. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so call your your state senator in Missouri and say yeah. move Bill eight forty three up. Lay the other bills aside for uh, the time being, so you can get this one through. Uh, it's amazing. Right. Mike, thank you so much. I, uh, I really appreciate it. It's uh, Missouri State Senator Mike Moon. Uh, and again, the bill is bill number 843. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, every morning I get up and I think to myself, they can take my sheets and my pillow away from me. Well, I feel exactly the way I do with my guns. You can pry them from my cold, dead hands. Um, this This is how passionate I am, and I think a lot of people are, about their MyPillow and their sheets. I use my. I am shocked, shocked every day when I use my pillow because I would have never purchased it in the store. It was given to me by by Mike Lindell. I didn't like it at first, but I had the wrong size. He got the wrong, the right size for me, and I love it. I sleep on it every night. I never have problems with my neck anymore. It's great. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Check out the flash sale on Giza Dream Sheets with the promo that uh, the promo code Beck. With that, you'll also get a copy of Mike Lindell's uh, new book for free. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get great radio specials right now. Promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. 
BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to listen and watch Glenn TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. So today I've been uh, spending some time here on what's happening in our schools. And you as a parent, I know you've got to feel like you are just just burned out, just burned out. Um, but you can't be. Um, we have got to stop what is happening in our schools or we lose our country and our children. You know, I, I said to you recently that I am not going to pay for my kids education unless they go to some place like Hillsdale. Um, I just I won't do it. Uh, there's too much. Even even some of these church, including my church, um, I will not send my kids to that school. Won't. Because they have been hijacked and they are now teaching my children the exact opposite of what I've spent 18 years trying to instill in them. And I'm not going to pay somebody to undo all of that. I am not anti-education by any stretch of the imagination. But I would rather not have my kids think in a box and a box created by a bunch of socialists and radicals. But this is now happening at the lowest levels, kindergarten. And tomorrow, I'm going to show you some things that will melt your eyes. I can't even show you all of the things. I have to blur several parts of the show tomorrow of stuff that is being introduced to your children. I can't show you the stuff that they're using in the third grade because I could be arrested for shopping child porn. It's insane. But it is, it's not just the sexual thing, but the sexual thing we're going to hit hard tomorrow. You need to know this is very well organized, very well thought out. It is part of this whole system. This is not a separate attack. Uh, and it's very well financed. And we'll show you who's financing, what it's, what's going on, who's behind all of it. And there's really a couple, of, a couple of ways to stop it. Every single parent gets involved in every single school and says no. But I don't think that's going to be enough. I think the unions have got to be dismantled. I think the the uh, Department of Education, that should be number one priority. The Dar Department of Education should be abolished, period. You have to have control locally. Now, there's something else that we're going to touch on tomorrow that I want you to understand. It's called SEL, Social Emotional Learning. It has now been adopted in all 50 states for pre-K education. It's been implemented in K through 12 education in around 18 states and counting. But despite the marketing and the name social emotional learning, it is not about kids understanding their feelings. <laughs> it's a Trojan horse for the latest woke ideology. Think, it, think of it as Sunday school for the religion of wokeness. 
According to the Collaborative for Academic Social and Emotional Learning, SEL is the process through which all young people and adults acquire and apply the knowledge, skills, and attitudes to develop healthy identities, manage emotions, and achieve personal and collective goals, feel and show empathy for others, establish and maintain supportive relationships, and make responsible and caring decisions. Well, that sounds nice. Let's read on. SEL advances educational equity and excellence. SEL can help address various forms of inequity and empower young people and adults to co-create thriving schools and contribute to safe, healthy, and just communities. James Lindsay has this, um, has this rule for interpreting flowery social justice language like this. Replace the, worst, the word equity with the word socialism. Equity is short for managing affairs to produce equal outcomes, which looks exactly strangely like socialism. If we use that rule, then the first sentence reads, SEL advances educational socialism and excellence. Now, that makes more sense. SEL is being peddled by organizations like Panorama Education, co-founded by Merrick Garland's son, just by the way, and the Collaborative for Academic Social and Emotional Learning, funded by Bill and Melinda Gates. By the way, they uh, are lobbying for SEL to be implemented in every school district across the country. SEL is, is scary enough on its own. But what is really, truly frightening is this is one of the more frightening pieces of Common Core coming into play. It's push to connect SEL to data. Hear me. You, if you are not reading books by real futurists right now, technology futurists, you have no idea what is coming your way. And you, you would have to read the most dystopian uh, novels to be able to get uh, your arms around what is happening with data and our kids. Data mining is coming to our schools. And social media has taught us that data collection isn't about tailoring your experience online, is it? They have an algorithm. They're not tailoring it to me or to you. They're tailoring it to them so they can control what you see and what you think. The data quality campaign funded by Bill and Melinda Gates is one of the main groups lobbying for more data on our students. Now, what have we heard from Bill Gates during Common Core? That we need this data to be able to put our children onto the track for their career as early as third grade. So just like the Chinese system, oh, you have an aptitude towards that. Here you go. You're going to be that. He says the website data work is equity work. Replace it. Data work is socialist work. 
For years, black students and other students of colors, rural, uh, rural, uh, rural students, non-traditional students, and others have faced inequities in their treatment and opportunities to learn. The first, dress and, uh, first step to addressing these inequities is data. It's not enough to collect education and workforce data. It must be used to inform decision-making that fosters equitable outcomes, socialist outcomes, and life-sustaining careers. Data is about equity. Equity equals socialism. Okay? Which means it's all about control by the elites. Just like in social media, the more data somebody has on your student, your kid, the more they'll be able to shape their thoughts and change their behaviors. They can control them. The data quality campaign argues that lots of people really need this data, not just parents and teachers, but policymakers and workforce leaders, they say. State leaders can leverage data to create more effective and equitable education and workforce systems, and that leaders at all levels have a responsibility to ensure that everyone can access data that answers their questions. May I ask you, with all of the data that they have on each of us, do you feel any leader with all the data they have are actually answering your questions? Why would we allow them to do the same thing to our children? What they're doing is they're collecting data on our kids and they'll give it to whoever needs it to organize them as young as possible. And they'll put them into whatever career and ultimately the life that will be most equitable. And they plan to shape our kids into whatever pieces fit best into their big equitable game. And no one will win except for them. On their website, they say, quote, we envision a world where data is used to drive systematic change, economic mobility and student success. Huh. That kind of reminds me of Nebuchadnezzar. Let us build bricks and we'll build a tower to reach the sky. Notice that if you really cared about the children, because this is about data mining on children, wouldn't that read, we envision a world where data is used to drive student success, economic mobility, and systematic change? No, they lead with Data will drive systematic change, economic mobility, oh, and student success. Students are last. Notice the trend. Notice that students are last with the teachers' unions. This is the CRT playbook. They use kids as a cover for radical change. They know if they get our kids, we're done. It's sneaky, it's cowardly, it's far too predictable, but it's happening, and it's evil. Just like we did for Common Core and CRT, we have to train ourselves to recognize the red flags in SEL language. We have to be clear that we do not want it in our schools, and no one should have access to our children's data. No one except parents. And why are you collecting data on our kids? Here's the thing. 
We are winning the battle for our children's education, but there is so much ground to cover. And you can't tire out. You have to dedicate yourself. You either pull your kids out of school and homeschool them yourself. And then I think and get involved at the local school district. You campaign for the end of the uh, Department of Education. You you demand a return to local control. We must stop all of this. This week on my Wednesday night special, I'm going to expose the larger plot to brainwash our kids. This is much bigger than SEL, CRT or uh, CSE. All of these things are huge, but they all fit in to one plan. Education activists don't see your children as individuals. They use them in whatever way they see fit to build their socialist future. It's dystopian. And quite honestly, none of us will want our children facing what they are going to face if this isn't stopped. This Wednesday, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. on Blaze TV, Project Groomer. Exposing the secret plan to brainwash your kids. Global events have the potential to impact you through cyber attacks. And while most experts agree that the majority of cyber attacks are targeted at business institutions and our utility infrastructure, they also agree it's more important than ever in this day and age to practice good cyber hygiene which means using things like multi-factor authentication, updating software, creating strong passwords, and using a VPN. Uh, Also, you might want to think about getting LifeLock. It is so important to understand that cybercrime and identity theft are, are a part of our lives and are going to play a bigger role in our lives. But that's why LifeLock is here. They can't catch everything. No one can. But they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, the restoration specialist uh, can work with you to help fix your problem quickly. Join LifeLock by Norton now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code back. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back and save 25%. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit BlazeTV.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Oh, Stu, I've got an exclusive from CNN. You do? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. It's devastating. Because I have to go to the bathroom, and that way I don't have to listen. <laughs> no, you got to oh, be okay. oh, remain seated for this. This is, hmm. uh, I mean, it, this is coming from the House Select Committee on January 6th. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Now so, I really have to go. <laughs> no, they have, they've, you know, they're looking into that, quote, violent insurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have exposed... Well, a CNN exclusive and a team of four reporters have published the most recent revelations from the January 6th committee Mm -hmm. uh, that implicate, 
Utah Senator Mike Lee oh. and Texas Congressman Chip Roy. They were inside the Capitol? They were, no, they were guilty oh. of fomenting the Capitol unrest, according to CNN. My understanding yeah. is they were inside the Capitol. Yeah, well, they were, yeah. yeah I mean, they were, they were doing yeah. their jobs. And they still. were afraid. I, I actually spoke to Mike Lee while it was going on. Mm. Uh, we need ammo. We need fraud examples. We need it this weekend, the story is headlined. What the Meadows texts reveal about how two Trump congressional allies lobbied the White House to overturn the election. Now, is that is that really what happened? Well, to start, CNN acknowledged both lawmakers supported legal challenges to the election, but ultimately came to sour on the efforts and the tactics deployed by Trump and his team. The authors uh, started the next paragraph with, we're driving a stake in the heart of the federal republic. That's what that's what Chip Roy texted Meadows on January 1. Wow. So he was so upset uh, about uh, Donald Trump's loss. Right, that, that he wanted to overturn the election. Well, it's not exactly. Uh, now, if you read the whole, which is not uh, in the CNN piece, okay. if you read the whole thing, okay. if POTUS allows this to occur, we'll, we're driving a stake into the heart of the federal republic. Wait, so he was saying if the election so, was overturned without merit. Yes, that would... he was actually saying mm. POTUS can't do this. After January 1st, or we destroy the Republic. Mm. It was not encouraging. He was discouraging. But Mm. other than the exact opposite of the truth, CNN's got it nailed. Let me talk about sweat block. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about sweating. Uh, I don't know about you, but man, when I'm at the gym working out, I sweat like, well, like a man. Uh, you know, somebody who's really, you know, who can bench 585 pounds. Yeah, I can do it. Anyway, uh, listen, if you sweat, have a problem and you haven't found the right di- uh, uh, deodorant and antiperspirant, sweat block is the best I've ever tried. It really is. Now, I haven't tried this, but I am because we're we're entering summer, which pretty much melts the skin off of your body. I'm going to try sweat block. This, this sweat block are wipes, and you put them under each arm or wherever you're sweating, uh, and uh, then, then you take a shower the next morning, and you don't apply anything for seven days. That's how powerful this stuff is. It's really great. You got the sweat tacos? Get rid of them. Really? Seriously? Try the deodorant stick. Best I've ever tried. Get it all today. 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code BECK. You can also find it at amazon.com, but save 20%. Sweatblock.com, promo code BECK.
Well, we had some breaking news yesterday. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to let a couple of people uh, make the news uh, here and report the news first. This is a pilot followed by, no, the, sorry, it's a flight attendant that sings a song followed by a pilot on another plane announcing something yesterday. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. Uh, everybody was a little excited. Well, not everybody. You know, the judge that made that come true. <laughs> they are not qualified. And now a target of a smear campaign. We go there in 60 seconds. Sharon wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, after I had neck surgery in 2019, I still was left with a sensitivity and tenderness across my shoulder blades. After three and a half weeks on Relief Factor, the constant tenderness in that area is finally gone. Thank you so much for telling me about Relief Factor. Sharon, I'm glad you got your life back. You know, there's nothing like Relief Factor, literally, to take away inflation. Uh, yeah, inflammation. I'm sorry, inflation. We should just rub this all over the economy. Um, uh, inflammation is one of the biggest problems in our body. And, you know, ibuprofen, even ibuprofen 800, only attacks that inflammation in one way. This relief factor attacks from four different directions. That's why so many people find relief from it. Try their three-week quick start. Developed just for you, $19.95. It's a dollar a day, like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them go on to order more month after month. Try it. See if you're part of that 70%. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. So, yesterday... Um, the, the U.S. District Judge, Catherine Kimball Mazel of Florida, uh, voided Biden's national mask mandate in airports, planes and public transit. Now, immediately, the left began to smear her. You know, she she's done work for the Federalist Society. She was appointed by Trump. She's a listen to this. She's a Christian college graduate. The ABA says she's unqualified. She's a former Clarence Thomas clerk. She's a right-wing nut. I would take all of those and wear those as a badge of honor. Every single one. You know, you can really be defined by your enemies now. You know, who, who are your enemies? George Soros. Big enemy. Okay. I wear that as a badge of honor. The New York Times. Hates my guts. Great. The Democratic Party has spent millions trying to destroy me. Fantastic. Be proud of the people who don't like you. I mean, I wish more people would like, but they're engaged, many of them, knowingly trying to destroy our country. And destroy our value system and our families. So I'm pretty good with it. 
I'm pretty good with it. Oh, my gosh. She went, except for the Christian college graduate. She's got to be nutty. Oh, my gosh. Now, airlines begged for COVID-19 restrictions to be eased because everyone except people at the White House that are not flying commercially can't take it anymore. They just can't take it anymore. And you know what? It's not even the mask thing. It's that the mask we know makes no difference at all. None. Follow the freaking science. It doesn't make any difference. And I go into the airport and I can usually stand it until until the mask Nazi shows up. You get on one plane and the stewardesses and stewards are all cool. They're all cool. They're like, yeah, just the federal government's making us do this. Just, you know, do the smart thing. Keep it on, you know, but we're not going to be Nazis about it. And I wear my mask. But I don't I don't uh, pull it up every time I take a drink and then pull it back down. And you do eat very slowly. Yeah, you eat very slowly. It's good. It's good for your digestive system. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, you get on other planes and they are Nazis about it. And those people bother me more than the federal mandate, quite honestly. Uh, but anyway. It was announced on January 2021. It's been extended five different times. It was set to uh, end yesterday, but the CDC said they needed one more teensy-weensy extension, just 15 days to flatten the curve. Yeah. So the judge ruled yesterday um, that, uh, no, uh-uh, no. They exceeded the CDC's statutory authority, improperly invoked the good clause exemption to uh, to notice and comment rulemaking and failed to adequately explain its decisions. The court declared our system does not permit agencies to act unlawfully, even in pursuit of a desirable end. So what does this mean? Well, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. Now, they're saying give them 24 hours before everything. I don't know why it takes 24 hours to just tell everybody in the airlines and at the airport. Uh, masks aren't required. I mean, that took me, what, three seconds? Masks aren't required. That's it. But, you know, the Biden administration, they have no clue what to do next. Yesterday, uh, Saki com- uh, commented on the CDC and the TSA and the DHS We're reviewing the uh, decision uh, right now. The Department of Justice will make any determination about litigation. No, they're not going to litigate. They are happy that a a judge in Florida, a Trump appointee, said no more masks. It got them out of the masks. This will be the one time that that they won't say, screw the court. Well, we've got to obey that evil trump person that's just not qualified but we'll do it because that's the law they're not going to fight it they're not going to fight it meanwhile alaska airlines american airlines delta airlines united airlines announced yesterday that masks now will be optional for employees and customers on all domestic flights see they got it doesn't take 24 hours to go uh masks aren't necessary anymore 
Face masks have been like boarding passes for nearly two years. You couldn't fly without one. But as of today, masks are optional in airports and onboard air traffic uh, affected uh, effective immediately. That's according to Alaska Airlines. Delta advised its passengers that they might experience inconsistent enforcement during the next 24 hours. Yeah, because the zealots. I can't believe we're doing. What are we just going to be a plane full of dead people by the time we make it to Detroit? Sarah Nelson, the president of the Association of Flight Attendants, said it takes a minimum of 24 to 48 hours to implement new procedures. I know it's really difficult. Don't tell people they have to wear a mask. We need at least two days to everybody get that to every uh, Amtrak. This has got to piss Joe Biden off. Amtrak also said, yeah, we're not going to require Amtrak. Joe Biden practically built Amtrak. He laid the rails with his own hands. Oh, my gosh. Well, Amtrak passengers and employees are no longer required to wear masks while on uh, on board trains or in stations. Now, they did go on and say mask usage is strongly recommended for those at high personal risk. You know, those who aren't fully vaccinated or boosted. Uh, and they suggest that employees keep a mask on hand as a matter of professional etiquette, etiquette, noting that. It's possible you may be working closely with an employee who prefers that you wear a mask. Hmm. Really? Do they? Well, they can wear a mask. I'd prefer that they shut their fat trap about me not wearing a mask. You see, that's how personal choice works. Now, if I have somebody who is about to be sent to a leper colony... And is also having, uh, you know, uh, heart issues and lung issues and liver issues or whatever. They're just very sick and 90. I probably would wear a mask if they were nice and ask. <laughs> I want that doorstep. <laughs> and I would like it if you'd wear a mask. Okay, I'd probably do that for that individual. Just out of polite courtesy, courtesy. not because it's effective. Yeah. I I think if, honestly, Glenn, if these were effective, I think most people would wear them happily, right? Right. We'd want to try to stop people from getting sick. We just all know they don't do anything. Yeah, right. So I would probably do it if somebody asked me nicely and they were, you know, on death's door and they thought, you know, I would do it for a while at least. I'd be like, oh, we're going to be working together for the next, you know, few minutes. Sure, I'll wear a mask. That's fine. Uh, Makes you feel better. Doesn't really do anything. But I understand your condition and it'll make you feel better. I don't want to give you a heart attack just from working (laughs) with me without a mask. So you'd probably do that. You know what I mean? But the people that Amtrak are probably talking about are the people who are like, "Uh, you're not wearing a mask. I can't work around you. Good. Beat it. So. uh, So that's all that's over uh, now. uh, And the uh, power hungry government elites have just lost the fort. Um, We are winning on this. Now, I would like to suggest that we do two more things. One, uh, end the federal emergency. 
That never seems to happen. And never. It's weird. I think we're still in a federal emergency from, you know, Hurricane Adele, 1954. Uh, can we just end these states of emergency? Okay. We should do that. And we should also look into all of the mistakes that we made as a people and just say, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. We should probably never do that again. And then if laws need to be enacted, then we enact those laws. I know it's wishful thinking, but wouldn't that be cool if you lived in a country that could do that? Imagine the freedom. Wow. A country ruled by common sense. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? All right, back in just a minute. Do you know how inflation works? Who creates it? And uh, why the answer to pretty much everything to do with inflation is the Federal Reserve. What's the Fed? Do you know? What is it really? Who owns the Fed? Why is it something that um, isn't a government agency but has so much power to destroy the American economy? What is that? You absolutely need to be informed about what the Fed is, how it works, what it's supposed to do, how our inflation rate is out of, out of your mind crazy high, and what to do about it. Your kids do as well. The Tuttle Twins have a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. It is uh, based on the best-selling book about the Fed, That's like, I don't know, 500 pages and really, really good worth reading. But most of us aren't going to read, you know, the G. Edward Griffin book, uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island. This one is, I don't know, 25 pages. And you can you can read it in one sitting and you can read it to your kids. Your kids, eight years old, will understand inflation, understand what the Fed really is, and it will change them. They're not going to learn this anyplace else. And I highly recommend that you read this book with your family before things get out of control. And the Fed steps up and says, oh, we've got the solution. They're the ones who created the problem. The creature from Jekyll Island, the Tuttle Twins. Uh, I have asked them to make this particular book free All you do is pay for shipping. But I think this is so crucial for families and parents and everybody to read. So you understand inflation and the Federal Reserve System. What is it? TuttleTwinsBeck.com. While supplies last, you can get your free copy of the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. You just pay for the shipping. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. Did you see that Donald Trump, this is how far we've come. Donald Trump is now the least unpopular leader in the country. Donald Trump. Donald Trump has a favorable rating of 44.9. Joe Biden has 43.3. Kamala Harris, 37.7. Nancy Pelosi, 35.8. Kevin McCarthy, 22.3, Chuck Schumer, 30.3, Mitch McConnell, 24.8. That's crazy. 
Because these people are like, he doesn't talk with anybody. He's so unpopular. Really, Chucky? He's got 15 points on you. <laughs> I would say there's a great number in the bunch. Uh, no, no, but <laughs> yeah, still, this is how far we've come. A big difference. It's, yeah. Uh, and Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger said Monday he would love to challenge uh, former President Donald Trump in 2024, but he hasn't committed to running yet. He says he's toying with it. I'd love it. I really would. Uh, you know, it, it would be fun, even if he crushed me, like in a primary, to be able okay. to stand up and call out the garbage. It's just a necessary thing, regardless of who it is. I think it would be fun. Now, most Americans listening to me uh, right now are like, <laughs> Adam who? <laughs> Who's... Yeah, because obviously not only would he lose, he's not even the best representative of the sort of anti-Trump uh, wing of the party, whatever wing that is at this point. Okay, $10 um, if you can name what state he's from. Illinois. Wow. Fork it over. Wow. Well, I, now I, don't I do cash. I, I do this for a living, yeah. which is the only reason yeah. I would know that. Yeah, I I actually said 10 bucks cuz I thought there was a chance. <laughs> it's a I, good I mean, chance. even with even with what we do for a living, there's a chance. Yes. It's so definitely nah, he's going to be great. Yeah, no, he's not uh you know, look, there is at some level you're turning this into a business at this point, right? And and a run for pres- the presidency. Mm-hmm. As you are the guy who will be able to say bad things about Donald Trump and get on NBC every day is probably a good business move mm-hmm. for the guy. Um, and, you know, I'm sure he believes a lot of the stuff he says, but it's just like I'd like to run no functional reason for him to run for president. I'd like to run for president just for fun. Not even take Donald Trump on just well, well, for g- giggles. Give you know g- what I mean? Good, good, good example of this, uh, Glenn, uh, Tim Ryan, who ran. You may not even remember this because I believe when we did the ranking the Democratic candidates he was like 18th okay mm-hmm. he, this is back in 2020 he ran mm-hmm. very short time uh, he is now the overwhelming leader to be the democratic nominee for the senate in uh ohio mm. um and mm. so see i wouldn't want that i wouldn't want that i wouldn't you know i, I would he's run elevated I'd his run profile within the party it would be fun just <laughs> sticking forks in people right you know what i mean right. mm-hmm. uh just have people's you know george soros head explodes it would be fantastic i would love that part of it but then i don't want to actually but do the job a lot of this at this point is just a business right yeah. you you announce a, a candidacy your candidacy for president mm-hmm. you run you get on the, a couple of debate stages you maybe have a moment or two or maybe in tim ryan's case you don't i mean the man did not distinguish himself in any way hmm. other than just completely crashing and burning in the primary. But it was enough now that he has a little bit of name recognition mm-hmm. and he immediately is the leader for the nomination for the Senate, which he probably will lose, but it's not impossible. He has a shot at winning mm-hmm. it. Either way, even if he, the same thing's going to happen again, now he's going to be known as the Senate candidate who is a Democrat and that will open other doors for them. This is, uh, you know, this is a ladder. That people are climbing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say we cut all the rungs on the ladder? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I, I will say it's a, it's not a good thing. These really wide open fields that come out of these presidential campaigns lead to a bunch of people taking advantage of it personally for financial gain in most cases. There's only, you know, three or four, maybe five serious candidates and everybody else just kind of runs to to get their Twitter following higher. Yeah. So probably not a good thing. It's kind of like Beto, you know, do you yeah, really but, want to live the life of Beto? No, 
No. No, not really. Not really. Tomorrow, I hope tomorrow we're going to have uh, a candidate uh, for um, governor on with me. I've heard some good things about him. I'd like to get to know him. Uh, hopefully also the lieutenant governor will be joining us either tomorrow or the next day. Hoping to get her on. From where? Uh, Idaho. Okay. Idaho. Uh, it's kind of, I know it's a personal thing, but after meeting the governor of Idaho, yeah. Yeah, I'd like him to move to Illinois. Uh, I'm just, is that, was that too harsh? Was that? I, some people really like Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably very nice, especially this time of year. Especially this time of year. If you get into into politics there, you could you know have a condo in jail. <laughs> uh, Patriot Mobile. Either you're going to stand for something or you're going to fall for anything. Little piece of wisdom from Alexander Hamilton. It's worth thinking about. When and where you can, you should do business with the companies that share your values. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the the, uh, same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you'll get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that comes with knowing your money is supporting things like free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides amazing service. Patriot Mobile shares your values, supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, and sanctity of life. It's Patriot Mobile. By the way, you're going to save a lot of money. Save a lot of money. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Oh, and you're going to get the same great coverage because they're on the same cell towers. Make the switch today. Support the company that supports you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch today. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. Available in bookstores everywhere. That's true. Still number one. It's crazy. Hey, welcome. So, uh, Senator Chris Coons uh, from you know President Joe Biden's home state of Delaware has been called the president's closest Senate ally, even a shadow Secretary of State when he travels abroad. He and President Biden are very, very close, um, and he speaks to him all the time. Now Coons is using his clout to nudge Biden towards sending, are you ready, U.S. troops to fight the war in Ukraine. Last Thursday, he gave a uh, lecture, the Vandenberg Lecture, at the University of Michigan's Gerald R. Ford School of Public Policy. Boy, that just sounds like a disaster. He said the United States is coming right up against the Cuban Missile Crisis. And uh, there's going to be a direct confrontation between NATO, the United States, the West and Russia. He said this is a 1939 moment. There's almost I'm quoting almost certainly there will be an incident in which Russians uh, leader Vladimir Putin goes too far, either within Ukraine by using chemical weapons or just over the border by claiming an accident in which cruise missiles strikes an arms depot where Americans are unloading stinger missiles from a C-17 about to go across the border. Mm. It's important that we look at this and uh, and consider troops. 
uh, in the uh, in the defense of Ukraine, because if the answer is never, then we are inviting another level of escalation and brutality by Putin. That's good. That's good. Now, another advisor to another president, this time uh, the guy who is known as Putin's brain, says Russia needs to escalate the Ukrainian war. Uh, his name, don't know if you've ever heard of him, Stu, have you ever heard of Alexander Dugan? No. Mm. Who's this character? Well, he's a Russian philosopher, ultra-nationalist, uh, and a guy who is referred to as Putin's brain mm-hmm. because he has such influence with Putin. Uh, he said, the Russian army is currently fighting the sovereign powers that impose a unipolar world. Uh, he said, we can't lose this war. Otherwise, the whole world will turn into a large fire. He has a way with words, doesn't he? Um, he's the guy who really shaped the policy in Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, in a Turkish newspaper, he said there's a new countrywide offensive that is about to start. He said the retreat was purely a tactical move uh, that would allow the army to execute revisions uh, and uh, seeming reference to organizational changes like the appointment of um, the, um, the veteran of Russia's brutal campaign in Syria. Uh, he is going to do the offensive now. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, he said this is, this is going to be not just a victory for Russia. But uh, our soldiers are not going to return home until targets all across the country have been destroyed and security has been established or until Zelensky surrenders. So that is that is, I think, really good. We've got, you know, a couple advisors to each president that's saying, hey, we got to go to full out war. And uh, and then there's Trump who said this crazy thing. He said this war should never have happened, but it did if they don't reach a peace agreement soon, there will be nothing left but death, destruction, and carnage. It doesn't make sense that no one is sitting down and working out some kind of an agreement. The solution can never be as good as it would have been before the shooting started, but there is a solution and should be figured out now, not later, when everyone is dead, end quote. What a crazy guy that guy is, huh? Hmm. Uh, one more thing, um, and see if see if this seems like to me. This is kind of like we shouldn't be developing biological weapons in places like Ukraine or China, but on a different level. Let me explain. You know the uh, the the uh, Russian uh, flagship, the Moskva. Yeah, that was the, they say it's the worst naval loss of anybody since World War II. Yeah, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one that uh, helped seize Snake Island uh, with, uh, you know, when they said that yeah, the Ukrainians were like, you know, screw you. <laughs> um, it sank last Thursday uh, after being seriously damaged following an explosion. Now, Ukrainians are like, it was a missile strike. And the Russians are like, it was just an explosion. An onboard fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, um, it's now down to the bottom of the Black Sea, and uh, that's kind of a problem. Now, let me just read this to you. In 2020, it was decided that a Christian relic, the true cross that Jesus Christ was crucified on, that was supposedly found by Roman Emperor Constantine's mother, um, Helena 
and the alleged fragments of the cross that have over the centuries been dispersed among different sects and churches uh, was on board the Moskva. Uh, quote, this relic used to belong to the Catholic Church, but it was acquired by an anonymous patron of the arts. And it was their will to send the relic to the Black Sea fleet. Okay, um, but the, the operative word there is fleet, not send it to the Black Sea. Can you imagine you, you went and you negotiated a price for the true relic of the cross mm-hmm. from the Catholic Church, which I don't think have bargain basement sales. No, you know, they, they, don't, they don't have like a BOGO no, situation. No, going on. Uh, no, no, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I haven't seen it. Right. But, um, so you went and you bought this and uh, then they put it on a ship and now it's lost at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> you put it on a ship you were bringing to war yeah. to take over, like this. This story makes absolutely no sense. I mean, unless unless it's like Dugan, unless they think that, mm. you know, uh Hitler, Himmler was the one that really thought if we get the spear of destiny. Look what's going to happen with us. Yeah, we're going to win. What was that book? The uh, uh, the cult of uh, remember it was a book. Yeah, it was uh, about the cult of Hitler's the, monsters. Hitler's, Hitler's monsters. monsters. Yes, really great, a good book. Yeah, great memory that because they talked about all the cultish stuff yeah. that they went into. And a lot of it had to do with. You know them with symbolism and and things of this nature that they oh, believed. Oh, they collected were, everything. Yeah, they were they weird were crew. weirdos. Those Nazis, yeah. weird crew. So I wonder if it's kind of like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where they're trying to get the Ark of the Covenant because you know it it will lead you if you had the true cross on board. You know you'd never you'd never sink to the bottom of the blanks. I'm I'm not sure, mm. but why would you put that? On a naval ship going to war. That seems pretty stupid. I cannot answer that one. And I don't think that they have a good answer to it either. It it can't be true, can it? I I can't. Yes, it says. Yes. Yes. The Moskva's true cross fragment embedded into a 19th century metal cross, which was stored in a, uh, I don't know, someplace. Uh, on the ship, Russian news agencies mm. say the Moskva commis- uh, commissioned in 1982 as the Slava is armed with the blah, blah, blah. The uh, Atlant-class guided missile cruiser was one of the two ships that seized the snakes, blah, blah, blah. Russia claimed that a fire had started on board under investigation. Russia reported that the fire was contained but damaged. The ship's crew was evacuated, but there has been no word if the Moskva's holy relic was saved as well or sank to the bottom of the Black Sea with the vessel, now a lost relic. Jeez, that's bizarre. I mean, it makes me want to put a scuba diving suit on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm I don't, I don't know how never do. done it before. Well, I've done it once, and I thought I was approaching a rock, and it was an octopus. And when the rock had legs shoot out from it. <laughs> that was the last time I went scuba diving. Uh, so I might not be the best person to go, but it does make me want to go down. I mean, how far, I mean, how deep is the Black Sea? <laughs> I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. That this will be a future Discovery oh, Channel yeah. episode. Well, actually, the Russians are probably going to go down there and try to get it themselves, um, is my guess. 
But uh, in, a, in the middle well, of a war zone, could, it's a little difficult at this, at this time. Is it? Is it? You can just swim out to it. They seem to have no belief that this would happen. Maybe this is the reason why. Everyone was like, why are they getting so close to the shore? Why are they getting within range of, of Ukrainian missiles? What are they doing with this ship? And <laughs> maybe this is what they believed. Maybe they believed they were going to be protected no matter what. Maybe Alexander Dugan was like, ah, you guys are fine. You got that, you got that, uh, you got that cross, the, you got the piece of the cross. You got there. that piece of wood embedded into another. So it's not the actual cross. It's a piece of the cross embedded supposedly in a cross. Yeah. Well, it was from uh, Constantine's mom who, you know, she went over drunk on her own power. Like that's the cross. Okay. Oh my gosh. You know what? This is where it all happened. She had no idea. Mm-hmm. She had no idea. So, you know, so it's not a, a real... No, I think it's somebody came up, Psst, hey, you're uh, Constantine's mom? <laughs> yeah. I got a piece of the cross right here. You got to see it, and I'll let it go for a deep, deep discount. Why? Looks like a piece of an old chair. Definitely not. Not a chair that I broke up just today. And I'm claiming it's a piece of the cross. It's definitely not that. Okay. It's the cross. Let's sink it at the bottom of the Black Sea. I think that's probably, I mean, celebrity voice impersonated. But oh, I, yeah. I thought that you were just playing no, audio. No, it was not that an actual tape like of, no, uh-uh. I know. It's crazy. Huh. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Goldline. Not much doubt uh, as a country that we're in one of the, more dicey positions we've ever been in and the point of may return maybe ahead maybe months ago if you're looking at all this mess and wondering yeah what should i do right yeah i know i'm right there with you brother have you called Goldline? discuss the options with him tell ask them why gold is uh is the place the world always returns to why it is the hedge i say against insanity but everybody the whole world knows it is the hedge against inflation why because as the dollar goes down gold goes up don't please don't buy paper gold Get physical gold. They can explain that as well. Do your own homework. Call Goldline today and find out about their specials on graded $5 gold Indian head coins. These are beautiful. These are the ones I buy. Um, You'll be also possibly eligible for free platinum. Call, find out how to qualify. It's 866-GOLDLINE. Please do your own homework, but take this seriously. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Uh, just a, uh, a note uh, on the Easter Bunny. Um, in case you haven't heard this story yet, uh, the Easter Bunny was... Uh, Telling the president what to do on uh, Sunday. Like in his head? He heard the Easter Bunny's voice? No, 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 no. This time we all saw the Easter Bunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and do we have the videotape of 
of the Easter Bunny. On the, there. He's talking about Afghanistan. Here comes the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny comes in between wow. the president and a reporter and waves his hands or his paws in front of uh, the president's face and then points over there, dude, over there. Yeah, run away from those reporters who Correct. might get you on record saying something. Correct. Uh, and uh, so it was really uh, was really weird. We found out now who the Easter Bunny uh, actually was it, it was um, Megan Hayes, the White House director of message planning, mm. who has gotten much of the blame from reporters for the White House press access. So this is not the real Easter Bunny. This is a bunny. This is a person in a costume of the Easter Bunny in this particular instance. I'm not even going to answer that question. Okay. Well, I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. But I, seemingly what you're saying is this was an aide to the president. That does seem like what I'm saying. Who was dressed as the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Which is incredibly offensive, first of all. Amen. Uh, get the real, I mean, you're the president of the United States, get the real Easter Bunny. But secondarily, I think uh, the issue here is that you have yeah. a person who's directing messaging mm-hmm. uh, who is not just, because there is a bit of a thing in white in the White House where you, you get... Some aide dresses up as the Easter yeah. Bunny for this for this event. Sean Spicer was the Easter Bunny under George W. Bush at one Correct. point. Um, but they don't step in to stop the no, president they're not, from speaking. They're not. Uh, they're it's not, not your... presidential spies. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. I need you to dress up as the Easter Bunny and listen to what he's doing. And if he gets in any trouble, you get in there. Yeah, but they have to do that. Yeah, all did you the see time. the the readings of the books with the kids and the Easter books? I don't think I did see this. Really? I, I with, saw with Jill Biden. I saw Jill telling uh, the president he had to wave. Uh huh. I saw that one. Yeah, and did you see the one where he says? She won't let me read. And uh, she's like, no, no, you can read. Just stand here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, crazy. When the pr- scary. When man. the president is being told by his wife to wave and to just stand there, that's a problem. Multiple times under the breath uh, direction to the leader of the free world, supposedly, about basic human functions. Right. You're sitting there. You're in front of an audience. They're clapping for you. You wave to them like this is you don't need to be told that you don't need to be told that. So who's really running things? Because I don't know if you saw this, the annual economic report on Thursday, uh, supposedly from the president. He mentioned the word gender more than inflation. Gender was mentioned 127 times in his economic plan. Inflation, 87 times. Inequality, 147 times, and emissions over 100 times. Again, this man being told what to do by the Easter Bunny. Uh, Maybe that's why we're not talking about inflation. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. So we found out yesterday, and apparently the White House is not concerned about it, that 23 people on the terror watch list have been caught at our border. Wow. Remember, it took 19 hijackers for 9-11. Who are these 23? Uh, Where did they come from? Gosh, do you think maybe our border policy is making it easier? And if we've caught 23, how many have we not caught? What are the odds we're not going to be hit by terrorists in this country because of the border? Well, while you noodle on that, I want to tell you what's happening here in Texas with our drugs. The drug overdoses through the roof all across the nation. Gee, is there a problem on our border? Are are we maybe getting more drugs now than ever before because of our border policy? Set the record straight in 60 seconds. So the uh, president uh, released his uh, report on the economy and, and, you know, of course it's doing really great. And he's making sure that equity is happening. Equity, um, uh, or the other terms, it's crazy. They're like, they're people. He only mentioned inflation about 70 times. Equity was like 150 times. This government is so far off track and they just, they're making it worse every day. So what's the hedge against insanity? Well, it happens to be the same hedge against inflation and it's gold. May I suggest that whatever you have, spread the risk out because God only knows what's coming our way. But when inflation gets really bad, and we're still, we ain't at the party yet fully. When inflation gets bad, gold goes up and it will hold its value while your dollar in the bank goes down. Goldline, call them right now. Ask them about their specials on graded $5 gold Indian head coins. You might be eligible for free platinum uh, as well. Find out how to qualify. Do your own homework. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. So a guy running for um, the governor, uh, the governor's office here in Texas is uh, Beto. Yeah, he's back, Beto O'Rourke. Here's what he says about the border and Title 42. But I want to turn our uh, attention to to Title 42. You don't think it's a good idea for the Biden administration to end Title 42. Why? No, I I think it's time to end Title 42. I don't think we should have ever implemented it. It's a very cynical reading Mm. of U.S. law. It's very cynical. This, by the way, is the one thing that has kept uh, the border. (laughs) I can't even say halfway sane, Uh, not just being overrun all the time. Uh, because this was a COVID thing. We got to make sure that we're not letting everybody in with, it didn't matter. But we're now talking about the possibility of, of allowing 16 
thousand people in every day. That's a pretty big number. Sheriff Bill Wayborn is uh, the Tarrant County uh, Sheriff that's uh, with Fort Worth. And uh, we were talking, we were at uh, Chuck Norris's place doing a fundraiser just last week. Sheriff, welcome. How are you? I'm great, sir. And Glenn, it's so good to be with you. So I, I, I talked to you, uh, Bill, at the, at the fundraiser, and we were talking about... <laughs> I mean, I'm always fun at a party. Uh, we were talking about fentanyl and the problems with drugs. And you told me some stories that uh, melted the skin off my face uh, about the amount of fentanyl that is coming in now. It is an incredible copious amounts that have came in. And right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, our great narcotics teams and interdiction teams has seized enough fentanyl right here to kill almost 800,000 people. And uh, that would give them fatal doses. Our DPS, who has done an incredible job on the border under Steve McGraw, has seized enough fentanyl down there to kill every man, woman, and child in the United States of America. And we're wait, having wait, about wait, wait, yeah. enough fentanyl to kill everyone in this country. Yes, sir. It, it pounds and pounds and pounds of that dope. And it's cheap dope because it's a synthetic heroin that's markedly more addictive and markedly more dangerous. Uh, and that's just what we've caught. What do you exactly. suppose is coming through and getting through? Well, I think a conservative estimate is is that we're probably getting about one-third. That's oh a conservative estimate, and that means that probably two-thirds have gotten across and gotten away from us. So is there any doubt in your mind what's causing all of these overdose deaths? Not at all. And we're losing, at, my last briefing was about 300 people a day, a jumbo jet a day of people going down and dying from fentanyl, and often first-time users. So where is, where is the bulk of this going? Does it stay here? Is it evenly distributed? Do you have any idea? We believe that the, the cartel, who are incredible businessmen, are using the routes of uh, all other folks that are using the major highways, and the hubs are going to be the major cities, i.e. Houston and Dallas and Fort Worth, and then it's splitting out and going across the country. So what is affecting us here is in Maine and Middlesex, Massachusetts, or New York or L.A., uh, but it may have very well come through Dallas-Fort Worth to get there. Which does what to our community? I mean, I, I, found, out, uh, I found out a couple of years ago that in my general neighborhood, uh, there either was or still is a guy from the cartel that owns a house right in my neighborhood. And uh, when I found that out for some neighbors, I was like, wait a minute, what? Well, we know that the cartel's here because we have some of them in the Tarrant County Jail. Uh, and we believe that there are decisions makers here. And I would like to add that this fentanyl ha is indiscriminate. It is going into the gated communities as well as into the uh, at-risk areas, at-risk neighborhoods. It is indiscriminate. Do you remember the um, crack problem of the 80s? I very well do. Yeah. Can you compare that problem, which was the number one story every night for years, 
Can you compare those two? Absolutely, is that fentanyl is going to be crack absolutely on triple steroids because there's no room for error. We believe that four out of ten pills could be fatal. Jeez. So you're rolling, you're, you're almost at 50-50 rolling the dice that you're going to survive. That is correct. And are any of these coming from, uh, you know, are they being stolen from major pharmaceuticals or are this stu- is this all stuff that is just being made across our border? It, it is all being made. The cartel has set up their own pill press. They're, they're imitating Oxycontin. They're imitating ADD drugs like Adderall. And uh, and pain pills. In fact, there's you know, one sheriff that uh, is a friend that shared a story with with me the last time I visited. They were working a fentanyl death where a young college kid just wanted to stay up and study for exams. Not a drug user at all. And a friend offered him Adderall, and he took it. And ten minutes later, he was dead. Uh, and I read a story yesterday. I think it was in the New York Times, and they were talking about the drug overdoses. Uh, that are happening and they blamed it on china that china was shipping a lot of this uh i don't know in in what ghost containers uh maybe along with the ghost guns um you know they're they're (laughs) shipping them in these containers and we're getting the major portion of our fentanyl drug problem from china do you believe that well, I believe that there is some coming from China to directly to the United States. No question about that. But the majority of what we're seeing in Texas has come from China through uh, even Venezuela and Mexico up through the cartel routes because it's an open border. It's an easy path. So it might actually be coming. It might be produced in China, but it's coming through the cartels on an open border. That's correct. Jeez. China to Venezuela to Mexico. And it's weaponization. I believe that uh, uh, the cartel knows very well that that this will kill people, and they're not worried about that. They're very accepting of the casualties. How much have we emboldened these crime syndicates down on our border? They've got to be making money hand over fist, not only in drugs, but also human trafficking, and then getting people across the border that isn't the stereotypical you know, human trafficking, it's just, I'll provide a boat to go over the river. I, I think they're incredibly emboldened. I think that they have open borders, and I think they're on both sides of that river. They own the southern part of the, you know, across the border, but they certainly have pockets, and they know what they're doing, and they know what their odds are, and it's a lot better than Vegas, and they are are rolling the dice every day. And the uh, consequences of of uh, opening this up even more by, you know, getting rid of uh, Title 42? I think it's, uh, that's the last arrow in our quiver. And I think that that will embolden them and we will see herds of them come across and we will see more dope, more human trafficking and uh, uh, absolutely overwhelming our, our border counties. And uh, I think soon we will see them showing up everywhere. I have a, a a family member that lives in a border town, and uh, you know, at Easter, she said the town is just being destroyed. She said this, you know, 
a very small number of people that live there. And very soon we are going to be outnumbered by people that that don't speak our language. They 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 have nothing to do with America or our town, and they're going to be the ones that are in the 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 majority. And we're paying for everything. That that is absolutely right. And also, people think, well, is this the Mexicans? It is not. No, it is partially Mexican, but these come from over a hundred different countries. And you're absolutely right. Uh, my border. Law enforcement friends tell me that pursuits are up in the last year by 400%. What's that mean? Just That means that law enforcement chases hot pursuits, as you can dramatically think about as cars going code three and trying to catch the bad guy, have gone up 400% along the border. And uh, uh, so they're chasing people every day in every direction. And they believe that there are only at best, getting a fourth to maybe a third. The White House said yesterday that, uh, you know, the 23 terrorists, the people that were on the terror watch list that were caught, that that's the most that has been caught. I mean, that has been uh, that's crossed the border. At most, it was 23. That, that, <laughs> there's no logic to that. Can Do you no. know anything about these 23, how serious these guys were? I do not know. I'm looking forward to learning about them, and hopefully we'll have that information sooner than later. But if, you know, and I think you said this earlier, we caught 23 and we're catching a third. How many does that mean that really got across? Mm. One last question. Ghost guns. How much of a problem are ghost guns? Well, I, w- I can only relate to our experience at Tarrant County Sheriff's Office, and we, there's not one uh, briefing that's come across my my desk on ghost guns or any issue with ghost guns. All right, so I'm glad we got that taken care of. Jeez. Uh, all right, Sheriff, thank you so much. Uh, I live in your county. I live in Tarrant County, and I am so glad. I voted for you, and I'm so glad that you're the sheriff uh, because you. you are you are no nonsense. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir, and it's an honor to have you as a constituent. You got it. Thank you. (laughs) Sheriff uh, Bill Wayborn, uh, if you don't know your sheriff, get to know your sheriff. You know, one of the things I said to him, what happens if they decide that uh, citizens can't have guns? His response, I'll just deputize everybody in the county. Okay, you got my vote. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, <laughs> www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Every day, the threat of economic turmoil looms closer and closer on the horizon. We're already seeing plenty of it as inflation continues to spike at record numbers. I hate being the one to say it, but at this point, a recession is pretty much all but guaranteed to happen. You need to prepare. You need to look for things that can help if things spiral out of control. I hope they don't, but eventually they're going to. May I suggest you make time today to get free mortgage review from American Financing, a free mortgage review from a family-owned company that gets it. They've been a strong financial presence 
in 2008. That's when I started doing business with them in 2009. I said they called and said, hey, could we you know, be on the program? And I said, yeah, I'm not going to do anybody that's selling mortgages because it's out of control. And they said, no, no, no. We know that's why we want to be a part of your show. We're not like that. And I said, uh-huh. well, we'll see you after the crash. I did. They weathered the storm and so did their customers because they don't do things that are stupid. They work for you, not the bank. American Financing, call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So I got a uh, note uh, from Tim Ballard uh, last night. We are over in Ukraine. Um, please donate to the Nazarene Fund. Uh, he said, Glenn, we located about 40 children and some women who have been heavily shelled outside of uh, Kiev. A strike from this region took down an enemy helicopter. So the shelling continues indiscriminate against civilians as retaliation. The shelling is ongoing as I write to you. We're going in now. Rapid deploy, extract the kids, and then go back. Enemy left landmines all over uh, civilian and children areas. This is truly sick warfare, terrorism. We need these kids to get out. They're under attack from both foreign enemies who shell them, or if they can, rape them. Babies are being raped. There was a post, I don't know if you saw this from uh, Zelensky a few days ago about the child sex abuse that is happening there. Uh, So long as they are vulnerable, uh, external and internal traffickers are crawling the countryside and trafficking them to other parts of Europe and into resort towns in the Caribbean. We're working both sides with assets in the Caribbean as well. More later. If you want to be a part of any of the rescues that are happening now in Ukraine, just go to the Nazarene Fund dot org, the Nazarene Fund dot org. So we got rid of the mask mandate, uh, mask mandates. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. I, I hopefully this is the thing that sets off the final stand. It's this ends the final stand, the last stand of the masks, because it really was the the biggest thing left for the average person which was dealing with this on flights and in on public transport you know what really bothers me i've done a a bunch of these banquets where i've had to go speak or you know help raise funds and every time i go all of the help is mass yeah but nobody's sitting there this is happening all over the country you know you go to an you know i don't know a, a chain restaurant and every ma- waiter and server and, and hostess and everything else, they're all masked. And, and I keep coming back to this in my head. We all correctly mocked Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for showing up at the Met Gala in her, you know, yes. tax the rich dress with no mask while all the peons around her were holding her dress up with their masks on. We've seen that at the Emmys. We've seen it all over the place. Um, what's the difference at this point for with us going out to a, a restaurant and we're getting served we don't have to wear masks we get to enjoy our day we get to breathe freely while all these people with no federal mandate 
are just being forced by their employer to wear masks. It's insane. We should. Uh, we should. When you walk into a restaurant, if all the employees have to wear masks, you should just say, hey, I'm not coming to your restaurant anymore unless you stop. This. Just fix this. This is nonsense. You know, I don't, you don't need to be a jerk about it. You don't need to use the term face diaper. Just go up there and just yeah. say, hey, like, this isn't cool. I feel like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in her dumb dress. I don't want to feel that way. I want to come I out. I feel like the elite. Yeah. If you feel like you're you're treating your employees as a lower tier of human than I am. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to be that. I don't want to be like the people in New York City at the Met Gala. I want to be a human being that interacts with other human beings on, on an equal basis. And they, they're doing this because they're catering to the very small slice of the crazy left that are who is so worried about it. And very vocal. Yeah, and very vocal. And like, so we do need to probably be as vocal and say, in a cool way, we don't need to be jerks about it, but just say, look, this is bothering me. I'm not having a good experience at your restaurant because you're not treating your employees right. If, if you went to a place and they were, you know, the, and you knew they were, you know, abusing their employees in some way, you wouldn't go back to it. And this is really, at this point, the level that we're at. And hopefully, this the, the airline lifting of the mandate will solve this once and for all. The Glenn Beck Program. The word expert should mean something to you. And if you're anything like me, it means a lot when we're talking about real estate agents. When I started my company, realestateagentsitrust.com, years and years ago, um, I knew next to nothing about the real estate process, how it worked, how it was supposed to work, let alone how it did work. I was just tired of dealing with the agents who were sometimes mediocre at best. Then I started paying attention to the people who really knew what they were doing. I just started, uh, decided with my brother to start a business, something that would be a free service to you, something that would match you with the top real estate agents in your area. Now, these agents, they don't work for us. They don't work for me, but they partner with me to create the best possible experience for you and your family when the home buying and selling time comes. The housing market is crazy. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I know a lot of these agents now. I've gotten to know them. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Just go there. Tell us where you're buying, where you're selling, and we'll give you the name of the people we think are the best in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Great Reset is available now. Get it at glensnewbook.com. A Washington Post journalist Taylor Lorenz claims now she has PTSD from all of the mean tweets that she receives. Uh, she she burst out into tears a couple of weeks ago, uh, and she said, I- I've had to remove every single social tie. I have severe PTSD from this. I contemplated suicide. It got that bad. And then she started crying. I feel like any piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life, and it's so isolating. Oh, wow. So that Sololinsky thing works. Huh. And terrifying. It's horrifying. It's overwhelming. It's really, really hard. Mm, wow, wow, I feel real compassion for her. Yeah, do you? Yeah, really do. That sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, and in a literal genocide of self-awareness 
just two weeks after this comment, uh-huh. she then, with her new gig at the Washington Post, used those, those resources mm-hmm. to uh, out and dox the, the person who runs the Libs of TikTok account. If you don't know what this account is, basically, it's just a Twitter account that finds videos of liberals on TikTok typically doing very insane things. Most of them are just funny. So, so you know, this isn't taking things out of context. Mm -hmm. This isn't going and finding things that people have do are doing. This is just looking at what people have posted, Mm -hmm. finding the, the dumbest things out there and putting them on one channel yeah and so conservatives like uh, you know we've talked about them before you go on there and you see some you know liberal usually just saying something ridiculous saying that they identify as a whale or whatever right and it's just kind of humorous there have been a couple of serious ones that have been on there because they've been educators of young children who are claiming at least in their own videos that they post publicly that they're doing things that in some cases are illegal Mm-hmm. Uh, or at the very least, uh, very that society would frown upon if they knew about it. So, so they post these videos. Taylor Lorenz, who is the journalist who is you know flamed out of a few different jobs, but is now at the Washington Post. Well, she'll flame out of that. Way she, she and she she'll attack them on the way out, like mm-hmm. she seems to do every time she leaves. She uh, has posted the this a new story where she goes finds this person, not only goes to to their house, but to their relatives' houses, not only posts their name which is an anonymous account, but then also post a link to her home address with her on, on her like real estate license or something. Well, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't do that because she knows what happens when people online are doxxed. Even the smallest piece of information, Glenn, right, can, can be, lead to all sorts of terrible things. Right. I mean, she was committing, su- you know, wanted to commit suicide at one point. She was so distraught by what could happen if just one piece of information about her got out. So she clearly, this is a mistake. <laughs> no. This uh, whole story, her whole hiring at the Washington Post, this must be somebody taking over her account because... Well, I won't disagree with you that hiring her at the Washington Post was a mistake. I will not disagree with you there. Yeah. Uh, but what's fascinating about it is that not only did she just say this, right, about how all this online harassment has affected me in all these terrible ways. She then goes and does it to someone else who she disagrees with. The story is completely ridiculous, filled with quotes from Media Matters employees and ACLU employees. But the whole tone of the piece is that the people who posted their own comments publicly are the ones being targeted by harassment. So it's not, it's not, so she feels fine outing the person who is private, right, but not fine with the people who post their own material publicly being seen when they already posted it publicly. It would, they already made the choice. It would be as if uh, all television shows were free and NBC decided to post your television show Friday night at 8 o'clock <laughs> and you would... You would then suddenly be outraged. Yeah. How dare you? What is the point of posting anything on social media? Well, Here it is. Attention. That's what it is. You want attention. Why would you post this? You see the things that they post, right, Glenn? Oh. It's like, oh, I want to. They're. I'm going to own these conservatives. I'll tell you the truth. And it's like, oh, well, I told my, you know, kindergarten students that I was nine genders at the same time. And these things are out there because they want 
attention. When other people see it and it turns into attention they don't like, they obviously get upset and we're supposed to feel terrible for them. But to the idea that posting something publicly uh, should should be uh, the focus of a, an account is very standard material when it comes to social media. It's actually the yeah. point to amplify the message that you said you wanted out there. Well, no, that would be like a retweet or something right. like that. And those yeah. those buttons don't those exist. Don't exist. It's inc- so, it is, I've never seen anybody be less self-aware than this person. It, it, what, she's suffering from PTSD. That may be what's causing it. it seriously, causing it. seriously, that maybe that is. I mean, if she really had PTSD, maybe that's what's causing this because this person is a psycho. She is not. No, she's clearly psychotic. There's been some sort of psychotic break that you say this is the worst thing. Being harassed online is the worst thing. So let me dox people I don't like. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. The lack of self-awareness here. And, you know, the, the Washington Post, it's not just her, by the way. Her editors let this through. It's an absolute disgrace. You know, look, the libs of TikTok person. You know, at one point, according to the article, was public and also has gone on and done anonymous interviews with places like Fox News and and other outlets. Like, I don't think, you know, obviously, at some level, she she wanted to have attention to this material. Mm -hmm. Right. There's no reason you couldn't cover the story without giving her name and her home address. Well, this is what the Washington Post did up with anybody who gave money to the 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 um, Canadian Canadian truckers. truckers. Mm -hmm. I mean, they doxed those people too. the Washington Post owned by Amazon. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, They don't have a problem. This is becoming as bad as the new york times you know the new york times is crazy but the washington post is becoming the hitman really is they'll just dox anybody doesn't see they don't seem to have a problem with it they lecture about morals and ethics but then they'll just dox people they are as bad as anybody i've seen on twitter or uh, uh, social media. They're doing it with the established press. They're doing it with the credibility of the Washington Post. This is not a one-off. And, and you can maybe make an argument. This has been a pretty influential account, right? Like it's it's made it's brought attention to these issues that we consider to be important. It drives some of the conversation on the right. You could argue that there's it's worth a story. Yeah, but uh, and not maybe, doxing. May, yeah, and, and like maybe you could even be the person who says, you know what? When a political a campaign or a political account like this is is making a lot of impact, we deserve to know who's behind it. That's even maybe a defensible position, but it is not a defensible position from the person who just sat there crying on television, saying that if any little bit of information comes out about you, you get suicidal. Like. You can't be that person and hold the other viewpoint. You got to pick one or the other. And honestly, like if anyone's going to respect the anonymity of somebody who's online, you'd expect it to be someone who has to deal with anonymous sources a lot in in the world of journalism. Correct. You know, like to, to, to just go out and dox this person, it added nothing to the story. 
It's a person who no the entire. Did, I mean, I read the whole story. Look, all it, it all it says is that she was politically active on on social media before this. Eventually, changed her name to this anonymous account and has continued to post under that name. It's not like she was like in the Trump administration or has been running a Senate campaign in Iowa and we found out who it was. It's nothing like that. She's just a normal person. So here's the thing: she knows Washington Post knows that Sololinsky, it works. It will isolate you. It will uh, polarize you. And so what they're doing is here's something successful that pushes back against their agenda. For instance, Elon Musk. He's successful at pushing back on their agenda. He must be destroyed. They will burn Twitter down before they will let him have it. So they've aimed their guns at him. It's not about anything other than destroying anyone and anything that is effective at all. That's what you're up against. And if we don't all stand up and stand together and defend everybody's right to free speech, even the people that are making these stupid liberal videos on TikTok, make them. I don't really give a flying crap. I don't watch them. But make them. I'll defend your right. But will you defend my right? That's the problem. We used to be a country that agreed with, look, you can be as dumb as you want. You can say what you want. Sticks and stones may break my bones. But now doctors are saying words will actually hurt you. Can you imagine trying to fight a war against a serious country? (laughs) You're growing up with words will hurt you. Yeah, go ahead. Go to war. I would love to go to war with a country like that if they were evil. And we had to stop them. You'd be like, we can stop them by 315 this afternoon. They're going to cry. Back in a minute. All right. Let me tell you about uh, GenuCell. Mother's Day is right around the corner. Did you know that? Did you know that at all? I'm so sick of all of these holidays. Really? Too many holidays for you? Well, because the the older you get, the faster they come. And it seems like you're always buying a present for some holiday. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, Look, it happens quicker and quicker every single year. But right now, you can save up to 50% on all GenuCell products across their website, including brand new Ultra Retinol Cream. During the uh, limited time Mother's Day sale, every eligible order includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours. Absolutely free. GenuCell's Ultra Retinol is powered by their proprietary MDL technology and combines both anti-aging and moisturizing effects to bring out the youth in the skin, uh, whoever you're buying this for, maybe it's mom. GenuCell promises she'll look five or 10 or 15 years younger, and this is guaranteed or your money back. Make this Mother's Day one that she will always remember with this one-of-a-kind gift of beauty. It's the best in skincare from GenuCell. GenuCell.com slash Beck right now, 50% off world-class skincare. GenuCell.com slash Beck. Right now, all orders are automatically upgraded to free two-day shipping with a concierge, white glove service, I think you're going to like it a lot. GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. 
So Elon Musk said Monday that Twitter board members will be paid no salary if his offer to buy the platform succeeds. He's going to fire all of them. He said, I'm going to take it private. So that pays them two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars a year. It's a nice part time job. Uh, He said the board salary will be zero. So there's three million dollars saved right there. So the board is doing everything they can to stop Twitter from being sold. I think he's going to have a really good case uh, of breaching fiduciary responsibility. I mean, if you're the board and you have somebody offering more money than the shares are worth, don't you have a responsibility to the shareholders? course you do it's fiduciary responsibility you can't do that to shareholders uh and you know they're trying to push back and yada yada Uh, can i tell you elon musk i don't like a lot of his viewpoints i don't i shouldn't say that i don't agree with a lot of stuff he says but at least the guy sees the future at least the guy sees the world for what it is at least the guy sees the change that is at hand. Everybody else seems to be living in this fantasy world of, oh, no, it's 1976. What are you talking about? Where he's like, dude, everything is changed. And the things that aren't changing are doing it through draconian uh, laws and algorithms and everything else. Free it up. Isn't that what we were promised with the Internet? That we would be free to read anything, see anything, be able to write anything, that it would be truly without gatekeepers. And look what we'll be able to create. That's not what that's not what Twitter is doing. And Twitter is failing. There is no reason they make as little as they do. That company should be making money hand over fist. Think about uh, if let's say you opened up a new shoe company. And you were trying to get attention to your shoe company. You would try really hard. You'd hire publicists to mm. get it. Hey, can you put this on a news broadcast? Can you get this on you know, Entertainment Tonight or mm. some celebrity news show? You try to get celebrities to wear it to big events. Correct. Think of what Twitter has. Every single celebrity is on there all the time, tweeting constantly. All the press. Every single press member. Every single news broadcast. Every single news story is written with tweets in the news story. The president won the election, Trump, using Using Twitter. Twitter. Every politician uses it. Everybody, all the time, no company in the history of the planet has received more free advertising than Twitter. And they're one-twentieth the size of Facebook. How? It's just constant failure. The board does not care about the shareholders. This is a stakeholder company. Mm. I can guarantee you that's a stakeholder company. The share value means nothing. Making money means nothing. It's the power and the control that means something. That's stakeholder capitalism. And I, I pray Elon Musk takes that company over his knee and spanks the hell out of it.